What's going on with your boy Mixman to be here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines, I want to welcome in a woman who I've been scouting her for some time now. And I've really been wanting to get her on the podcast because I think, you know, we're heading into the year 2021. We're actually in the year 2021. And with a pandemic going on, a lot of people want to know, like, what can they do to stay healthy, you know, stay secure and safe? So I want to welcome in right now. She is a NPC promoter, a bikini champion, a published model. I mean, the list goes on and on. But we're going to welcome in and let her do all the talking. Let's welcome in now Nikki Politi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing awesome. And um, as I mentioned, 2021. Thank goodness we put 2020 behind us. It's been, you know, oh, absolutely. It's been a horrible year for a lot of us. And I mean, I don't want, to, and I don't want to say everyone because I'm sure there's people that found something positive, and you try to find something positive out of all the negative that happened, you know, if a pandemic and everything. But um, it's it's good to have you on. It's good that you're, you know, in in good health. And I appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited for this. Yeah, and uh, like as I mentioned, I've been scouting you for a while through you know Instagram, and I just kind of been scrolling through and Instagram. The great people at Instagram. I know a lot of people say that they're not so great people over there. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have a lot of a lot of hate on Instagram, but they made a suggestion that I should follow you on Instagram somehow, and I did. Aww. And I was looking <laughs> through, and as I mentioned, you are a, a bikini champion, but you're also in the fitness world, so. Rather than me make all these assumptions of who you are and everything, I'm going to kind of just let you explain, like, how did you, like, get started into this and kind of let everybody know formally what it is that you do or are accomplishing? So in the fitness world, um, I guess I, I really wanted to be a bikini competitor. Um, I didn't know what went into this. So, of course, like everyone else, I went on Instagram and found a coach and did all my research and I got very, very heavily involved in this NPC world. Um, so I started competing literally like four shows, three or four shows my first year. And, um, I started spray tanning. So I spray tanned for the NPC with a company named Olympia tan. And then shortly after that, I started getting into promoting and right now we have um, a show coming out May 8th, the NPC Pennsylvania Muscle. Um, myself and Gary Udit are the promoters, and that will be in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So I got into all of this in the very beginning from my dad. My dad competed way back in the day, basically like around Arnold's time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And um, I saw pictures of him compete, competing and at around that same time it was like two or three years into when bikini was introduced to bodybuilding so I was like "Ooh, this is cool I want to wear sparkly bikini and have abs and look all cool on stage so I got into it it was just literally one step after another it took off and I did when classes of you know want to show um, that's, you know, very, very grateful for that. The ultimate goal is to get my ISBB pro card, which I'm going to try to achieve this year in 2021. So I will be competing later on this year. Um, but yeah, that's 
basically the ultimate goal is just to get that pro card. Of course, after your pro card, to step on the Olympia stage. So I got some big goals going on, but I'm I'm in no rush. I want to take my time doing this. I've had great success in the past, and I just want to continue and and just be healthy and be happy doing this. Now. I have to apologize for the ignorance on my part because a lot of people are probably listening to this and are saying, what is NPC? What is, you know, the Olympia and everything? So yeah, what is NPC? And like, is there like levels to this? You know, is it like you, like you mentioned you go to NPC and then IFBB and then, you know, Olympia, like, is there like, how does, what is all of this? So for people that are, you know, listening and are like, what is she talking about? So NPC is the National Physique Committee. What that is, is all amateur competitors in bodybuilding. Now, of course, there's different divisions in um, competing. Men have bodybuilding, classic physique, and physique. Those are different divisions men can compete in. Women have bodybuilding, physique, fitness, wellness, figure, and bikini. Those are the women's division. Now, as an NPC competitor, that's everyone that starts brand new. Um, you know, you're new to the sport. You maybe even done a couple shows, but you're still an amateur. And that's, that's just your title. NPC is your amateur title, basically. So when you do a national show, these are all the amateurs trying to achieve the professional athlete status. So IFBB is basically going to replace the letters NPC. So basically you go from the best way I can explain it is like you're going from like a college football player to the NFL. So college football would be like NPC and then like NFL would be the IFBB. When you're in the IFBB, you're considered a professional athlete and your goal then is to compete with other professional athletes. When you compete with other professional athletes, you are on this like top tier, um, it's like, the, you know, the best of the world mm-hmm. athletes and, you know, bodybuilding. So you're looked at in a, this professional level and the best of the best basically go to the Super Bowl of bodybuilding, which is the Olympia. Gotcha. That's the best way I can explain it. Yeah. That makes it so much easier for me to understand because <laughs> I see all these different, you know, acronyms and, you know, and, and I don't know what they all are. You know, I know, I mean, I've seen them before and I've seen like all these like, you know, buffed out dudes and I'm like, okay, well, you know, are they different organizations? You know, cause people, I had someone ask me, cause we got a lot of questions that people were sending me in for you tonight. And someone asked that question or like, what is, you know, the differences between it? And someone said to me, they, they compared it to, um, they said, is it like, like UFC and like Bellator and like, you know, all these other like organizations. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't really think it is, but I could definitely ask, you know, I don't want to yeah. make any assumptions. So, so what qualifies you from being a, you know, a amateur to becoming a professional athlete? Do you have to win a certain amount of competitions? Do you have to get like a sponsorship? Like, how do you, you know, you mentioned the, the, the example of football, like you get drafted to an NFL team. So how do you go from one league or ranking to another? So, honestly, it's just like football. So, let's say you're in college football, and they're basically scouting for the NFL, right? They want you on their team. So, in NP- in bodybuilding world, NPC, what you'll do is you'll do a show called a, a national show. And at this national show, you're basically it's, – it's the same as every other show. But if you win that show, you win your class, 
you get your pro card. That's how you become that professional athlete. You have to do a national show. So what a lot of people will do, um, a very popular national show is um, the North Americans, which happens in Pittsburgh, I believe, September of this year. And you, if like any other show, you're going to compete with a lot of the same people, win your class, and right then and there, you if you win, you become a professional athlete. Good. Awesome. So that's, it breaks it down so much for me because, again, there's people that are listening that are like, okay, well, how do I get from this to that? And then I got to ask, too, it's like, so how much training? I mean, obviously, you had a family who was already involved in this, but there's people that are going to be listening and people that might be interested mm-hmm. in doing something like this. And I know it's not an easy task, just like anything else. You don't just, you know, pick up a football and you, you know, you're now on the Super Bowl team. So, yeah. What is an advice that you could give somebody that's trying to get into the, you know, the world that you're in? I mean, we're going to talk about people getting into, you know, good health and habits and all that stuff, but people that are serious of taking it to not just working out in the gym. So I, the best advice I could really ever give anybody that's trying to get into the bodybuilding world, honestly, is do your research because a lot of these people out there or future competitors, I'll say, will pick coaches, um, suit companies, jewelry companies, shows just because they're popular or they have a big following. And that doesn't always mean that they're the right fit for you. So all the, there's this industry, it's filled with a lot of coaches, a lot of supplement companies, a lot of suit companies. You really have to do your research and see who fits best with you because at the end of the day, it's you on stage. They don't know where your suit came from. They don't know who your coach is. You have to pick what's best for you. And honestly, it took me a long time. And I still, to this day, I'm always researching and always trying to figure out what's best for me because when you're on that stage, you're not, you're representing yourself and And of course you have people behind you like a coach or if you have a sponsor and family and friends or whatnot, but you're up there representing you and you have to showcase your best self that day for those couple seconds that you're on stage. So if you just pick a coach because he's popular on Instagram, what does that get you? Like if things aren't working out, that's you've achieved nothing at that point. So like some competitors will toss back and forth with coaches and that's okay. Like they're trying to figure out, you know, which one's best for me. But once you find the one where, you know, everything works out and you feel like you mesh well and clearly you're doing well at shows and, and you're achieving all your goals, stick with that person. It's, it's very hard to find, but once you do, it's, it, it's magic at that point. Now, what is there as far as compensation, being paid to do something like this? Is this something that obviously you win – you know, tournaments or pageants or, you know, whatever they call them. What, what is it? What is the financial benefits of doing something like this? Oh, that's a tough question because, um, so to be a competitor, it costs the competitor a lot of money. Um, as a female competitor, it costs a lot of money on your suit, your jewelry, your heels, tanning, hair, makeup, there's a lot that goes into a female competitor for show day. But so as an amateur, you don't win money. 
you win um, trophies or medals. And then as a pro, when you're a professional athlete, once you place in a pro show, that's when you start to win money. Um, and of course, the big event, like the Super Bowl of bodybuilding, the Olympia is like, it's, a, you know, a lot of money, way more than the shows to get to that point. So a lot of people will say, and I've, I've gotten asked this many times, you know, how much do you get for this? And it's not, I don't do it because of money, because this is costing me a lot of money. Um, you do it because you love it. And yes, down the road, when you become a professional athlete, it does pay. But in the beginning as an amateur, you're working your way to get up there. Like that's motivation to just keep trying to achieve that. Now, I mean, you say you get paid, but you don't get paid as much because you're putting a lot of money into it. Do you get sponsors for this? Like, is there people out there that are willing to pay, you know, for you to have hair, tanning, you know, costume, all that stuff for you? And is that legal? Oh, absolutely. So um, it's absolutely legal. And I have a great, great team behind me. Um, I'm very lucky and I'm sponsored by BB Custom Suits where she provides me my suit, my jewelry, and my heels. And I've loved everything so far. It's beautiful, absolutely stunning. And, and so I save money on that. And like I said earlier, I work for the spray tanning company, Olympia Tan. So I save money there as well. Um, but then, so for hair, I do my hair natural. It stays big and curly. But for, so I pay for makeup. You definitely want to pay for show day makeup. And um, i trying to think, what else do you, as a female, yeah, so definitely hair and makeup and then whatever other fees that go into it, you have to pay an entry fee to do the show. And if you stay at a hotel, you have to pay the hotel. So, so it really is an investment fun. for a lot of these companies to sponsor you because there's no guarantee of a winning or anything like that. I'm sure that like they get some kind of percentage of it, of your, your earnings, if you were to win something. Um, I or is it kind of like a, it. like a pro bono thing where, you know, you're advertising for them. Like, Hey, we do the spray tans. For exactly. Them. It's, it's yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's almost like they're buying it. advertising. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So like, you know, for the suit, BB custom suits, I post for her, brag about her and the company. Cause I do love it. And I get the suit and jewelry out of it. Um, there's another company out there. Um, what was Olympia Tan? You know, I always, you know, um, shout them out for all my stage pictures. So when you shout them out, I and then you get quote unquote free stuff in return. You know, it's it's a win win for everybody. You're exposing mm -hmm. them, and you're getting you're getting paid in what you do, utilize anyway. So you mentioned about the big event being in Pittsburgh. Is there a certain location that people should kind of, you know, strive to be in for doing something like this? Like a lot of different fields, no matter, you know, I mean, I, I hate to keep going back to the football analogy, but again, this is all new territory to me. So like you figure when you're a football yeah. and you're going to college, like obviously you shoot for these schools like the SEC, you know, the, the teams down south. You know, you you see a lot more players coming from Alabama than you do, say, you know, Rutgers or, you know, UConn. Um, is there yeah. a certain location that people should kind of surround themselves with or is it kind of just like mixed everywhere? So there is a big mixture everywhere because you can you can get your pro card at the Nationals in Chicago, 
New Jersey, Florida. There's a lot of places. Um, I've been to many, many shows between competing myself and spray tanning. I just have a personal attachment to the show in Pittsburgh because that show is unbelievable. It's run so smoothly. It's, it's a great, great show. Anybody looking to compete, I highly suggest doing the North Americans in Pittsburgh. And I'm so many of my friends have won their pro cards there. It's the stage is beautiful. Everything about the venue. It's, it's a great show. It, it really is. Now, I see you posting a lot of things uh, on your Instagram where you've been in Florida, you've been in Pittsburgh. But where are you originally from? Like, where are you based out of? Oh, I'm in New Jersey. Okay. So an, an Italian Jersey girl. And uh, I'm like, it, this is the thing that just kind of just mind blows me is because anytime I'm around anybody that's Italian, they're always trying to feed me. They're always trying to make sure that I'm eating, you know? And so yeah. how the, how do you combat that? How do you stay so fit and not like, how do you have the willpower to not, especially after the holidays, not binge eat on a whole bunch of, you know, food? Um, I will, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't difficult. Um, obviously, I come from a very big Italian family on both my mother and father's side. And we celebrate both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which makes it even more difficult to stick to my meal plan. But um, I always tell myself this. And for some reason, it gets me by. The food will always be there. It's not going anywhere. So if I want that homemade chicken parm or homemade big ziti, if I get a cheap meal, my mom will make it for me, no problem. So I just stick to my plan, do what I have to do, and just know that if I want it in the long run, I'll, I'll get it. Like I, I do get cheap meals, and if I want it, it's going to be there later for me. So that the mindset and the willpower is really what, what gets me through. It's, it's definitely not easy, but you push through it. Now, do you have a special diet that that works for you, or is there you know a diet that a lot of people in the bodybuilding world kind of stick to? You know, if it's like you know low carb, high carb, like what is what's like a, a normal or somewhat normal diet that people tend to stick to? So there's no real like set diet for everybody. Some people will have high carb, high fat low carb, low fat, everyone's got a bunch of protein in their diet. It really just depends on what works for you. Um, recently, I I thought at one point that my body was responding badly to carbs and I was more of a high fat kind of person. And this past year, my body has changed and now I'm high carb, low fat. So it's, it's really about playing with those macros and seeing just what works best for you. A lot of competitors will eat six meals a day. So you're eating every three hours. That's, that's a typical uh, quote-unquote meal plan for competitors, eating frequently small meals throughout the day. Now, what about somebody who's not looking so much to get into bodybuilding that's just trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle? I would suggest, I feel like, I feel like some people today when they want to lose weight, they automatically just cut out a lot of stuff from their diet. I think people really need to learn how to count macros, which are your proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. I think that females should not cut carbs completely. Carbs are not the enemy. You can eat carbs. 
Um, I think you should keep carbs and fats in your diet. Always keep protein in there. I would focus on, I would honestly, if I were somebody new into the fitness industry, I'd probably download an app and plug in my information and see what I should be eating, see the calories I should be eating, um, try to hit your numbers throughout the day. And when I mean numbers, I mean grams for proteins, grams for fats, grams for carbs, and play with those numbers. See what works best for you. Maybe like having a high-fat diet, like the common today is the keto diet. If that works for you, great. Stick with it. Those The keto diet's not long-term, though. So you, you don't want to go through life doing all high-fat and eliminating carbs completely. It's just unrealistic. You know, introduce carbs slowly. You know, like I said, they're not the enemy. I would just Again, if I were new to this, I would I would play with those food groups and focus on eating because you don't want to starve yourself. Just eat healthy. Good stuff. And we got some questions from fans and listeners okay. that were sending me in questions. And uh, a lot of people, and I even said this, you know, it's like there's no dumb question, really. You know, there's yeah. the people that are going to ask questions and a lot of people were a little embarrassed and were like, please don't mention my name that, you know, I asked this question, Aww. you know, but there's people that are, you know, interested. And that's the good thing. That's the positive thing out of this. Is people want to educate themselves. So yeah. um, one person wanted to know what is an area for you that is an area that's just really difficult that you find just really hard to train. Like a so, what's difficult to grow or like a, like I guess I guess what they were trying to say is like what is a trouble area for you? You know, like some people so, have certain areas that they just you know for whatever reason they can just never get over a certain area. So for me, and I'm saying this in the most professional way that I can, um, a problem area for me has always been my glutes. When I diet down, my glutes get very little, and as a bikini competitor. Uh, one of the main points in bikini is to have round, full, muscular glutes. And it's been an issue for me probably since uh, since I started competing. It's just always the judge's feedback to grow my glutes, grow my glutes. Some girls will get, um, they'll say, oh, get, you know, um, more squared off shoulders, smaller waist. But year after year, my problem area has been my glutes. So, this past year, taking off of competing in 2020, that was my goal, to focus on growing my glutes as much as possible. Now, for people who, another person wanted to know, these are people who have somewhat some experience in the you know fitness world or you know trying to stay in shape. But one person says, you know, I get to a certain point and I see results, but then they get to a certain point and the results, they no longer see any results. Um, what, do you, what advice would you give to somebody? So I'm assuming what they're so, saying is they get to a, a certain point where like instantly you start seeing results and then like you just don't see them anymore. Like you, just, like you get to a stopping point. So what happens with me, and this is the best suggestion I can give, that's called flat towing when your body's no longer responding to what you're doing. And what's, wor- what's worked best for me is when I've had this problem is to have a cheat meal. So day in and day out, I'm eating the same foods over and over again. But when I have that cheat meal, it reboosts your metabolism and it sparks it back up again. So cheat meal may work for you. So really what it is, is you could almost be stopping 
your metabolism from like working by dieting or doing too much? Not so much stopping your metabolism. Your body is so your body is now programmed to do to eating so healthy every three hours, do your cardio, do your weight training. It became so content doing what it's doing. So if you threw a cheat meal in there, and I'm not talking like going overboard, but if you have sushi or a cheeseburger, just to throw it in the mix, it may reboost it all over again. It may. It, it's worked for me in the past, and I know it's worked for a couple friends as well. So it, it really may work. It just sparks that sparks it right back up again. Someone wanted to know what type of equipment do you use to work out? Like what is the best way that you found results as far as, you know, workout equipment? Workout in equipment in the gym or in uh, at home workouts like during quarantine? Uh, I guess probably I, I would say probably quarantine right now. Um, you know, a lot of people are in quarantine. But what is something that like works for you? So for me, I love weights. Um, weights are always my go-to, obviously the gym, uh, during quarantine, what I ended up doing was doing a lot of band work. So I would basically mimic movements in the gym with bands. So for example, like if I had to do bicep curls, I'd have one foot on the band and try to pull it up with my bicep and feel that resistance the whole time. That was during quarantine. I was doing crazy things. I was like, holding jugs of water and trying to squat at the same time. <laughs> I was doing whatever <laughs> I could to get some, some type of workout in there. And um, honestly, what I found really nice during quarantine when, when it was nicer outside, I did a lot of walking outside. So my body would, and I would go like on different trails and stuff. So I'd go uphill, downhill, everywhere just to, just to get moving. And it was actually very, it was very nice, nice change, change of scenery too. And one woman, uh, she messages in and she says, you know, I'm in my 30s. I started recently doing workout during quarantine with weights, but realized that I was starting to gain too much muscle. What is something I can do to stay lean and fit, but also not grow too much muscle? So it sounds like she wants, she, I was guess was starting to bulk up and wasn't really looking to go for that look. So I guess I'm assuming now her question is how to maintain. I would say, yeah, okay. and how to maintain, you know, she's at a certain point that doesn't, but she doesn't want to keep, you know, bulking up. I guess keep she wants going. to stay fit, you know, she wants to stay fit and lean, but she doesn't want to, you know, be all bulky and muscular. What I would do um, to lose, to lose a little bit of the muscle is to stop working out for a little bit, stop lifting just for a little bit or, um, lessen the weight on the dumbbells or cables and do a little bit more cardio because we, we can't target body fat and cardio will, I mean, it just it happens. Cardio, doing too much cardio will um, get rid of some muscle overdoing it. So if she adds a little bit of cardio, I would, I would assume that would just start to, that would help her be less, muscular awesome uh, another another woman we get a lot of questions from women and uh, another woman she she says i'm 65 years old retired mm -hmm. and i want to know how i can start getting more in shape my doctor says i need to be more active but i'm not too sure what i can do during these times 
the best thing I can really say to stay active is to walk. What like people like I feel like they forget about it. Walking is such a great way to stay active. Like I know it's it's cold over here in Jersey right now, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's freezing. Um, walking is great if you can't walk because it is too cold outside. Um, the best thing to do, honestly, we mentioned it before, is to watch videos on what people are doing. In quarantine, I remember I was watching yoga videos to stay active. There's many things you could do to stay active. Down, you can download apps. Um, even Comcast on Demand has videos to watch just to get your body moving. That's what I would recommend. And even like if her gyms are open where she is, just getting there and going on the treadmill, the elliptical, anything. Like, and you don't have to kill yourself doing it. 20, 30 minutes of cardio, walking, Stairmaster will get your heart rate up there and make you feel great. Now, how much is too much for somebody? You mentioned, you know, you can get your heart rate going up pretty quickly in a week, not on a competitor stage of what you're doing, but on average, what's the average amount of time somebody should be spending being physically active where they're benefiting it, but also not hurting themselves? So with a mixture of weight training and cardio, typical active person, I would say about an hour a day with, like like I said, a mixture of cardio and weightlifting, weight training, resistance training, no more than an hour. It's you really don't need too much. And should you be taking like should you be breaking that hour down in like say like fifteen minute segments or is it kind of like at a certain pace that you know is comfortable for the person who's doing it? So honestly, it really depends on your schedule. So, for example, um, my father, who's sixty three years old. He works out at 5.30 in the morning every day. And that's his weight training in the morning. And he does that in the morning. And then at night, he'll do cardio. He splits up his routine. That's the way he likes to do it. There's been times where, like, I'm in a time crunch and I need to do my weight training and my cardio all in the same session. So it really is whatever works best for you or whatever works best for your schedule. You know, I mean... Let's face it, like life right now isn't the easiest. So, you know, whatever whatever works for you, stick to it. And if you break it up or don't, it's either or it benefits you. So really, there's is there a way of actually like overdoing it? Like can you be working out so much to the point where you're not truly gaining any benefit? Like you may be to a certain point, but then you should stop. Yeah, so there there is such a thing as too much, obviously. Um, I've seen where people get obsessed with the gym, and I'll never forget there was this one guy at my gym that was doing that was on this treadmill for three hours a day, and that is just too much. There's no need to be on a treadmill for three hours. That's, that's overkill. And then working out, your body can only handle so much, like, you you'll like you feel it when you've reached your limit and you you tap out. There there comes a point where you know. Um, but like I said, with cardio, there is a point where you could be d- doing damage to you because too too much of anything is no good for you, and especially with cardio. Like cardiovascular health is so important, and 
you're pushing your heart rate up there. I don't know why you want to keep it up there for hours at a time. It's just not healthy. You want to be, you want to be realistic. 20, 30, 40 minutes of cardio is normal. Anything over that is just too much. And someone else uh, wanted to know with everything going on with the pandemic and COVID, what are some tips that you can share where people can stay healthy, but also be, I guess, quarantined and safe where they're not putting themselves in a, in a, in a situation where they could be, you know, subjective to the virus. And I guess that's, I mean, that's pretty, you would think it would be common sense, you know, you'd obviously, you know, stay your distance, wear a mask, but is there certain things that you've had to adjust since doing this that has helped you? Um, let me think about this. <laughs> um, the one thing I've noticed, well, not noticed, but everyone's doing it now. So I do go to my local gym to work out. Uh, we're still open over here. What they they used to have at the gym spray bottles with like a paper towel to wipe down the machines and only cardio machines. But now every every I don't know ten feet there's like this standing wipe station. So there's these like sanitizing wipes where you can wipe down your cardio machine, wipe down the dumbbells, the bench, the cables, everything, and people stick to it. That's one thing I'll definitely say that I've noticed is previous to COVID. People really didn't do that. And like I said, it was strictly to cardio. And now these sandy wipes are everywhere. And like when you enter the gym too, they have like this big bottle of hand sanitizer also. So I think um, to stay healthy and active, I would definitely utilize those things at the gym. Of course, people want you wearing masks, social distancing, you know, the typical stuff that we hear all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was... I was shocked when I saw all the Danny White stations, and I'm sure gyms across the country are have the same thing. Now, do you find it harder to work out wearing a mask? Because some people are saying, Absolutely. like, how can? Because people are people are like, how can you work out with a mask on? And I'm not saying that people should not wear masks because I'm very pro mask. You know, very mm -hmm. make sure everybody's doing the right thing to not only protect themselves but everybody else. But do you find that that kind of like hinders your workout routine by having to wear a mask? So wearing the mask is very, very difficult. Um, wearing the mask during cardio is extremely tired. It, it, I feel like it makes you more tired. It, it is difficult. I will say that um, with weight training, whenever during a set, I'll pull my mask down below my nose just so I could breathe a little bit better. And then right after the set, I'll pull it back up. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's difficult. It's very difficult. Um, but you know what? That's, that's what life's about. you got to overcome these challenges. And ha not having the gym from March until August was a challenge in itself. So I'm just grateful right now that the gyms are open. And if I have to wear the mask, I have to wear the mask. I'm just going to do what I have to do because the gyms are open now and I want them to stay open. Like, you know, I don't want to have to go through that again. Now, for people that are nervous about getting into it, a lot of people are embarrassed because, you know, people, you know, body sham and, and all this, all this type of stuff. Like, and then you add in, like I said, COVID, you know, this is another thing where people are like, well, I don't know if I want to do it. Like, what's, what's, would be your one motivational 
rally for to get people to just go out there and just do it? So, um, my thought process for the gym, even when I was younger and I wasn't in the shape that I am in now, my thought process has always been the same. Everybody's there for a reason. So whether your reason is to lose weight, gain muscle, your doctor told you you had to do 20 minutes of cardio every other day because of health, you know, whatever the case may be, everyone has a goal. Everyone has a reason to be there. So there's no reason why people should feel ashamed being at the gym or feel like they're being judged. Honestly, I've never judged anyone at the gym and I wouldn't do that because everyone's there for a different reason. And I feel like if you're focused on yourself, doing your cardio, doing your weights, yoga, whatever it is that you're doing, don't worry about anyone else. Focus on you. Do your thing because you've got to achieve your goal that you want. Now, some fun questions that I have because we were talking a little bit off air. I found out a little mm-hmm. bit more about you. So there are some things that I really want to talk about. <laughs> so anybody okay. and everybody that knows me knows that I'm a huge wrestling fan. And I was looking through your Instagram and you've kind of like dabbled a little bit in the pro wrestling world. A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, kind of tell everybody like, I guess first, like what have you, what have you done with as far as pro wrestling? Cause I know you've sent in some audition tapes and like, what is, yeah. Give me me the deets um, on that. So in New Jersey, there are some independent wrestling companies um, just to get you started out, see how you like it, um, get audition tapes ready, basically for WWE. So I started to valet in New Jersey a little bit, and I loved it. I loved everything about it. I was a wrestling fan when The Rock first came about in WWE, and this is way before these Total Divas or Total Bellas, whatever they're called, came out. Um, So I did that. And then that same summer, the show Tough Enough was holding auditions. And what Tough Enough is, is basically you enter a couple rounds of basically wrestling to see if you can make it to WWE or NXT. So I got to the second round of that. And obviously, I didn't, I didn't make it to the show, but yeah, I was I was trying for that. Now, what was that experience like? I mean, because you hear a lot of people say that it's a workout unlike anything that they've ever done, <laughs> any other sport. I mean, for something that is choreographed and, you know, whatever word you want to use for it, theater, God yeah. forbid you use the F word, and I don't mean the F bomb, yeah. but we know yeah, where yeah, people yeah. are talking about. They said the physical part of it is something that they've never experienced so what was that like for you oh my god it was so different it is that whole ring experience is all cardio you are literally bouncing back and forth off of ropes off of a mat off of people throwing people flipping people you're getting flipped it is so (laughs) much cardio i I felt like I was out of shape doing it. And I'm like, what the heck? I've been in the gym for years. Like, how am I dying right now? I'm only five <laughs> minutes in. But it, oh, it is a workout. You're, it's a whole body workout. It's not like bodybuilding where you could just focus on, okay, I'm doing my shoulders today. Okay, I'm doing my back today. No, this is your bo- entire body every single day being whipped around. So you can get blown up pretty quick doing 
just running ropes in a ring. Honestly, I felt like I was shrinking when I was doing <laughs> it because it was so much cardio. I I felt small because you didn't stop. Like you just kept going and if you did stop, you were like this isn't long enough. Like I need a longer break. It it's a lot of work. It is. I honest I don't care what people say about it if they want to say the f word. Those are athletes in the ring. Like that's a lot of work in there. Now, do you still like keep up with wrestling, or did, was that kind of like once you did that, you were kind of like, yeah, I'm, this is not not my world. <laughs> um, I still keep up with it from time to time. Um, I was I I don't want I hate using this word, but I'll use it. I was like obsessed with that world for so long, um, and I made great friends with it. I with with everything going on in my life right now, it's hard to keep up with it, but I'll, I'll follow it from time to time. And I still, like I said, have friends in the industry, so I see what's going on, but I'm not nearly as hooked on it as I used to be. Now, is that something that you would probably like maybe venture going back into and trying again, or have you pretty much shot your shot and said, you know, my hat's off to you people, but I'm just not something I'm going to pursue again. It's honestly, it's always in the back of my mind. You know, it was it was a big chunk of my life. So, um, and like I said, I still have friends involved in it. So when I see, especially the girls, like when I see their pictures up there, I'm like, ooh, I miss the little costumes. Like, I miss this life. <laughs> like, it's always in the back of my mind. Yeah, I, I would consider it. I mean, they always say you can never say never in pro wrestling. So you really yeah. can't say, you know, I'm not ever going to do it again. And I can totally relate. You know, people say to me all the time, they're like, do you ever get frustrated with, you know, wrestling and storylines? And I'm like, we all do. We all get caught up in it. And there's things oh, that you're yeah. just like, I just don't want to see that anymore. Or I'm, I'm done with it. And then I realize like how much money, time and energy. I've invested mm -hmm. into this world that for me oh, to yeah. kind of just go cold turkey and just turn it off is not something that I can just do at this point. You know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of like, it's a part of me and it's, you know, it is what it is. So there is yeah, a possibility that we could possibly see you in a ring. <laughs> possibly. Never say never. Now, I got to ask, because, again, I'm such a, a wrestling fan. So this really intrigued me when I saw that you were auditioning for it and everything. Like if you, <laughs> and, like, what is, what's a character that you wanted to portray? Like, did you want to be the good girl or would you want to be the bad girl? Like, if you had to creatively come up with an idea, what would it be? Oh, my God. So... <laughs> Because I know so, you've thought about this, and I know you've had to, like, brainstorm ideas, oh, and I know you've role-played, because we've all done it, you know? Oh, so yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was actually talking to one of the wrestling promoters about this, they get me in the ring and going through the whole thing and every and whatnot, I wanted to be the good the good girl. I'm like, oh, like, that's who I am. Like, I, I just want to be, you know, I'm a good person, let me play the good girl, but... I have, like, such dark features and apparently a very strong look, I was told. Um, being Italian, those dark features popped, and they were like, nope, you're going to be the bad girl. And I'm like, that's not who I want to be. Like, that's not <laughs> me. But that's who they, like, saw me as, like, these dark colors and dark features. And they're like, no, you're going to, you're going to, you know, quote, unquote, be the badass in this. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
Now, did you pick like a ring name and like, you know, when you were a valet, did you go by a certain name? You know what? It's crazy. When I was doing, when I was a valet, I had, I had a name and I didn't like it at the time. Um, (laughs) And then when I wanted to get in the ring, they could not decide one for the life of them because at that time when I was into it, Nikki Bella just came out Mm -hmm. and and I wanted to do something Italian. It's like, she took that. So it was like, and I'm not saying she stole it from me, but it was like, it was mm-hmm. so difficult to, to come up with something. Yeah, and you don't want to be called decided. a copycat or anything. Exactly, exactly. And I, was, and I, I didn't want to be, and it was, it was so difficult. I'm like, oh, this is never going to happen. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't be the good girl. I couldn't get the name I wanted. I'm like, damn, this is hard. <laughs> So it's more than just the physical aspect of it. Oh, it's it's everything. It's a whole look to it. It's a marketing thing. It's there's a lot that goes into wrestling. A lot. Now, one of the other things I want to make note of tonight is you recently are in a magazine, correct? Yeah. Yes, I okay, was. So tell yes. me about this because I just saw you posted on your IG stories, and I got super excited. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, we got to talk about this." Let everybody yeah, know what, so, what's, what this is. So this is the second time that I'm actually in this magazine. Um, the magazine is called Passion Fitness. Um, I was in it, I want to say it was like two, three months ago, the issue then. And um, I basically, the first issue, I talked a lot about just who I am, how involved I am in fitness, um, the bodybuilding world, and life outside of bodybuilding. And, of course, all of the modeling pictures went into it. And then I was super surprised this time around when I saw my name on the cover. Um, the cover model, Amanda Warner, one of my friends, I was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Like, you got this great magazine cover. And then she's like, yeah, we both did. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I saw my name to the side. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know I was in this. <laughs> like, I was so surprised. And I'm flipping through the magazine. And I'm like, Oh, there's my picture. It was it was a nice surprise to see that. Now, when can people expect to see this? Is this something people can pick up on, you know, like lo- local newsstands? Is it something they can only get online? Like, because we want to get as many on. people to have a copy of this as we can. <laughs> as soon as I get a copy, I will send it your way. Um, right now, it's all online, but I did request a copy. So okay. as soon as I get that, yes. So people can follow you on your socials and get all the details yeah. and where to connect with that. And it, it's yeah. funny, you said you mentioned in the first article or the first appearance in the magazine, you talked about your life in the fitness world, and we've touched base on that. But I want to know, like, what are some hobbies that you have outside of the fitness world? I mean, I, I know you're currently going to school, correct? And yeah, like, <laughs> so, like, what are some everyday hobbies that you do? I mean, you can't be in the gym and working out all the time, can you? I mean, I guess you could, but I don't think you are. Are you? I mean, I'm really, I'm not in the gym all the time, but my I mean, I would have is... to be to get to your level. You know, that's something <laughs> no, that no, I would no. have to like find a way to go back in time because I've missed so much time catching up to you. But what are, <laughs> what are some hobbies and interests that you have outside of the fitness world? So things I do outside of the fitness world, I'm a huge friends and family type of person. Um, love hanging out, love hanging out with friends, family. I'm a huge animal lover. So, um, I have a dog 
and I'll spend a lot of time with my dog. In the summer, we actually went to um, Great Adventure for the safari. So I did that this summer, which was so much fun. And with then I dog? did the same thing in Pittsburgh, went to the safari over there as well. So I love animals, love everything about them. And a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm a huge roller coaster junkie. See, that's so, where we differ because I get motion sickness. So unless you <laughs> unless you want to have an episode of like Nickelodeon, you're getting slimed on. You probably want to st- want me to stay away, far away from any roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love roller coasters. I'm mm, that's just my thing. This summer, it's like I'm all about it. See, that would be like my workout plan. If I wanted to lose weight, I would just probably eat something. And then get on a roller coaster, and anything I ate is oh, now gone. God. You know, it's probably not the healthiest way to lose what I just ate, but you know. Yeah, that's not. No, we don't want that. Let, let, you cannot go to theme parks no more. No. <laughs> or at least, at least I'm eating something. Like the worst is not eating something, and then going on the roller coaster, and you know, having like dry sickness. You know, you're like, oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. I just. I can't. I can't. I. I vividly remember a time going to Great Adventure, Six Flags Great Adventure, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was probably. I don't even know the proper name. Maybe you know the name of it. It's that little. It's kind of like you get into these little like capsules, and it's like it's like a merry-go-round, and they just go. It just goes in a circle, and then. Oh, it's like when you're pinned against the wall, kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like the Voltron, but you, you you're in these like little. I don't know. They're like little capsules and it's like, okay. you know, they ha- it's like, it's like they have arms and there's a little capsule and you get into it and, you know, you close the little lid over top of you. And I got so screwed up on this thing and I felt like a complete ass when I got off of it because there's like, yeah. little ki- there's little kids, there's little kids. Nikki, I'm telling you, there's little kids that are on this ride. We're oh. like grade school <laughs> kids. And my big ass is on this ride. And I'm like, I didn't realize this thing went backwards and they're like, it doesn't go backwards. That's how screwed up I was. I thought we were going in reverse when we were actually oh going forward. God. I was so dizzy <laughs> after getting off this thing. And you know, I mean, you know, being a Jersey girl, you know how it is summertime, great adventure. It's hot. It's humid. I'm like, just give me one, like, give me 20 of those souvenir cups of just water. Like, cause I'm just, like, this is, yeah. <laughs> No, I, by. I love it. Whether it's Great Adventure, even the Boardwalk when they have their rides, I'm all about it. I just something about that living on the edge. I don't know. It's I like it. I'm living on the edge. I'll, I will take like the merry-go-round and like the bumper cars. I'll you know, I'll do something <laughs> real simple. <laughs> I like the bumper cars. They're fun to me. So what? What other like? talents that you have like people are curious to know like what is something that people would be shocked to know that you are really good at i mean other than you know fitness and being you know super awesome like what is something that you can do that people would be like oh wow i didn't know she had a hidden you know trait or talent oh hidden talent that's a good one um i don't know about talent i took Oh, God, I took dance class for years. I don't think a lot of people know that, that I was really heavy into dance. Um, 
I, was, I don't know if that's a talent dancing, but that's what I was into for a long time. Well, I'm a DJ, so I don't dance. And I tell people there's a reason why I, I DJ. You know, I rather rather much play the music than try to dance to it. You know, you're not going to see me doing any Michael Jackson or Usher moves out there. Oh man, I was hoping for that. If you put me on one of those roller coasters afterwards, I may look like I'm dancing when I'm really just stumbling. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess that would be my talent. Um, right now, I'm just, I'm very heavily into, I want to graduate school, so I've been really focusing on that. So I don't know if a lot of people know how much of an actual science nerd I am. So I don't know if that's a talent, but. Well, science nerd in, in what aspect? Like, are you like a, like a, into like biochemistry, like into. Oh, exactly. Know? Yeah. So okay. that well, that's going to be my degree at the end of all this. I'm majoring in biochemistry. Yep. Okay. So going into the fitness world, what's something mm-hmm. that you look forward to branching out to? So like, just say not even so much yourself, but anybody that's in the fitness world, what opportunities do, does that open for people? You know, does it? Obviously, oh. we mentioned wrestling. Like, I'm sure people can get into the wrestling world. Um, oh, what's like? What avenues does it open? It opens up a lot of avenues. Like, in a million years, I would never expect to be in a magazine. So, being in a magazine, doing photo shoots, obviously wrestling. Um, y- you know, people think I'm crazy for saying this, but it's true. Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, he was went from bodybuilding into being one of the world's greatest actors. You can, you know, people need, Hollywood needs, not needs, but if if there is a need for a muscular look, there's no reason why you couldn't audition for a muscular role. So there's many, or like doing advertisements for a GNC, vitamin shop, when they need people like, you know, for photo shoots and stuff. There's a lot out there in the fitness industry. Now, what what is what is goals that you have? Like, obviously, you want to finish school. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, where do you envision yourself, you know, five, ten years from now doing, you can still still want to do competitions? Do you want to have some type of job in biochemical world? Like, wh- where where can we see Nikki in five to ten years, hopefully? Five to ten years, I see myself um, with a career in biochemistry. I hope to be on the professional um, stage of the Olympia. So obviously getting my, um, IFBB pro card and, um, hopefully like we were talking about earlier, um, what avenues does this bring to you? Um, I would hope to have more photo shoots, magazine covers, more exposure in that sense. And, um, yeah, just, you know, that's the ultimate goal. Just, step on that Olympia stage as a professional and get my career moving. And yeah, I'm very simple, very simple. (laughs) Now you talked about exposure. So where can people find you at online? People that want to stay up with all your everyday doings. So I try not to bombard Instagram too much with my everyday doings, but I post when I can. Um, My Instagram handle is at Nikki.Politi. And then I'm on Facebook as well, full name. Um, yeah, those are my two social medias. I have Snapchat also, which I actually put more of a story on Snapchat than I will um, Instagram. So, 
So those three social medias are what I use most. Awesome, awesome. Was there anything else you want any of the listeners, you know, fans of yours, anybody that follows you to know before we let you get out of here? So one thing I always like to say, and especially now and even before this whole pandemic happened, is to always stay positive. Um, we talked about earlier how sometimes people are, you know, scared or ashamed to be in the gym. And don't worry about what other people think. Focus on yourself. Stay positive. Stay motivated. Sometimes I'll use Instagram to stay motivated, you know, looking at other girls like, oh, I want to look like her or, you know, whatever the case may be. But no matter the situation, win or lose, stay positive. As long as you're happy and doing what you want to do, that's the ultimate goal. So I always tell people, no matter what the situation, stay happy and stay positive. Very awesome. Great words to live by. We appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Again, hopefully we answered some questions for some people out there who are new to this world. I know myself feel a little bit more educated because it's not something that I'm totally familiar with. I didn't know all, like I said, the, the NPC and the IFBB and the OPP and you know me and <laughs> all that other stuff. I didn't know anything about that. So for me to be a little bit more educated about that, I feel a little bit more informed. And uh, I just it was really cool to have you on. Like I said, having a fellow, you know, New Jerseyan on and mm-hmm. having someone, you know, kind of like break it down for us and kind of get us motivated and, and wanting to get in shape. Like I said, there's so much going on right now. And, you know, I my personal advice I give to people is, you know, you could, you could have to take stuff in portions. There's only so much news media you can watch. There's only so much stuff you can read online to the point where. I can speak for myself and say, you know, you start getting a little overwhelmed and you start feeling like, okay, like, what am I going to do? What can I do? And people have always said, you know, get into fitness and walk and get some fresh air and drink water and do all that stuff to kind of keep yourself going. You know, so it's cool to actually have somebody who is legit and knows what they're talking (laughs) about because – Quite honestly, nobody's getting any health fitness tips from me. So I had to call in, I had to call in the professionals for this. So I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to uh, talk to us about that. Oh, no problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. We hope to hear big things from you and we can't wait to see the magazine. Make sure you follow her on her social medias and just, you know, just stay up to date with her. And I mean, you're pretty. She's pretty easy to talk to. Like I've messaged her and everything like, you know, she'll get around to messaging you back. So if there's anything that questions or follow up questions that we didn't ask tonight and you have a question for her, I'm sure she's more than welcome to answer any questions you guys may have. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not on my phone every second of every day, but as soon as I get the chance to, I will answer people back. Absolutely. So there you have it. So, Nikki, we appreciate you talking to us, and I can't wait to hear and see more big things from you in the new year. Thank you so much. It was great to be on. Hey, everyone. This is Nikki Politi, NPC Bikini Champion, and you are listening to Mix Master B on MMB Radio.